brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hey, welcome everyone to another sud segment where good beer meets really bad radio. With me today at this big table with that's full of beer is good old boy Dave. Big. <laughs> I was it's being facetious. Big if it was in a dollhouse. Hi everyone. <laughs> good old boy Mike. Hey, it's good old boy Mike. Great to be back with everybody. Yay. Hey, that was good old boy Mike. He's happy to be back. I, I guess he is, yeah. <laughs> I'm, cool. opti- I'm optimistic. I'm just waiting for the big table to arrive. <laughs> good old boy Tim. Hey, how's it going? Good old boy Tim here. Just wondering why this show's not being uh, done in an RV. Future. Future. Wow. Well, Future thanks for episodes. blowing the... Uh, the mystique, we could have convinced everyone we were in an RV. <laughs> well, we can bring the table. It would fit. <laughs> <laughs> a mobile RV show with a lab that has not been serviced on a regular basis. Hmm. With beer. Awesome. Yeah. With all due respect. And remember, I'm saying with all due respect, that idea ain't worth a velvet painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it on. <laughs> oh, and good old boy Kendall. Hey. It's been a while. It's great to be back. Cheers. <laughs> well, today's episode is a bottle share. And the theme of our bottle share is road trip beers. Oh, cool. Pack up the van. We're hitting the road. Uh, now, who gets to uh, who gets to play the part of Chevy today? Who's the dumbest one here? Well, that would probably be me. So, <laughs> come on, kids, we're going to Wally World. See how I, you know, I know you can't see it on the radio, but I got my eyes, you know, really big. You know that They're way that he out. always says. You know, shakes his head. That's that look about it. <laughs> well, um, we're not hitting the road per se, but we're going to be talking about beer that we bought when we went on a beercation or just traveling to get beer or maybe even something someone brought back for us from a road trip. Um, I think it's safe to say that pretty much everyone at this table has either planned a trip somewhere to visit a specific brewery or festival. Um, and no trip would be complete without a trip to a bottle shop or two or 20 to pick up a special beer or two or 20. Bottle or two. Uh, we usually buy so much beer the owner wants to get his picture made with us. <laughs> hey, wait a second. That only happened once. Now, where were we? Uh, I think we we're about to talk about some beers and how the fact that we're on a few wanted posters in about 10 and a half states. I thought they were not wanted posters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, usually we list all the beers that we're discussing in advance, but um, since this is a bottle share, we're going to wait and let each host introduce the beer of their choice. We have to wait for beer, really. <laughs> hey, look, you got a couple there in front of you. All right. You're okay. You're okay. Um, good old boy Kendall, why don't you uh, start us off with the Suds ratings? I'm happy to. We'll be discussing and rating these beers with the Suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. One, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Two, was that a belch? Three, ah, what a relief. Four, a body should really not make that sound. And five, listen to that hang time. Give me another. Don't so, anybody doing that in the car. I had this uh, funny story about our uh, our belch sounds. So they have these tattoos uh, that you can get that are actually a sound wave. They're called sound tattoos. And you put your 
phone up to it and it reads the sound wave and it actually plays the sound so of course everybody asked me what would i put on my tattoo that was a sound wave and i said of course it would be a belch <laughs> <laughs> nice so, yeah but would it be the would it be a suds five or oh yeah i totally yeah i'm a suds five all the way dave <laughs> but, I was wondering what button I was going to get <laughs> Yeah So many choices Yeah I know Yeah really Okay well thank you good old boy Kendall And uh, now let's get to the beer Good old boy Dave why don't you start us off Sure uh, um, I have to go to the bathroom <laughs> It's a road trip Are we there you know? yet Are we there yet <laughs> Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. Yes, it's a quest for you all to shut up and let me start. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Brutal, aren't we today? Don't make me stop this car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't make me turn this thing around. Uh, the beer I brought today is uh, Domestique, or Domestique uh, from Anthem Brewing in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I like how Dave butchered the very first beer name right off the bat. Just yeah. so we won't confuse our audience that we actually know what we're doing here. So if you would pick beer names that actually well, can be pronounced. Well, it's a French word with We got French like two or three of them today we're going to really here. hose up. So I like that. Well, then it's just a normal show. <laughs> uh, this is from Anthem's website. Uh, it is a special Belgian beer. It's actually a barrel-aged quad. Uh, Domestique is a road bicycle racer who works for the benefit of his team and leader. This artfully crafted quad is an homage. See that homage? I didn't say homage to the uh, hardworking. It's a big word for Dave. Selfless overachiever. That's a lot of words right in a row. <laughs> whose only goal is to better their team, like what I do for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you put in countless hours, like I do, at whatever your anthem is, uh, rock on. That's my anthem. Uh, with little <laughs> to no recognition. <laughs> that's damn straight. We made this for you. Cheers. Uh, this is a barrel-aged quad that is 10% ABV. So we picked this up. Um, last October, Julie and I drove against my wishes and better judgment to uh, uh, GABF in Denver uh, via Missouri. 14 see, states. Kentucky, Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, Wyoming, uh, possibly, but we can't talk about international incidences. Uh, Colorado, back through New Mexico, and then Oklahoma. And we stopped in Oklahoma City uh, and went to Anthem in the middle of the day. Uh, There were many aliens. I think you have to say undocumented. Um, Y'all ain't from around here, yeah. are you? You got a pretty, you got a pretty mouth, boy. <laughs> Let's not turn it into one of those shows, Mike. It already, it's already, it already there. Yeah. Yeah, we that's already sorry. went there. Yep, that's right. Yeah, that exit was a couple yep. miles ago. That boat's already sailed. So, uh, so we stopped at their tap room. Uh, it was kind of an industrial area. Uh, but it was a really cool tap room. The people were nice, and they had several good beers. Uh, this is their actual flagship beer. This is the first one they produced, and um, I think it's pretty good. Uh, it's got, I don't know, flavors and aromas, uh, probably. <laughs> There's some malt. might have some yeast in it. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to give this a suds of four. So I have like in my mind, I I don't know what this place looks like, but I have the old location for Avery in my mind that it is like a place you walk into and go, I'll have a number 32 ball bearings. Could you give me that crankshaft from the 72 Ford? And I'll have the Belgian quad. (laughs) Similar. You're you're not too far off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, the old Avery location was literally right next to a muffler shop. 
And it was the only place I knew where you could actually get your car worked on within 50 feet while you were getting a righteous beer at the same time. So that's pretty cool. It's a good idea. But we do not promote drinking and driving. Just let me put that out there. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say get your car worked on. I'm just keeping us legal. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So to uh, get to the. Say it. Say it right. Go uh, ahead. Tough domestic. <laughs> oh, that's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think uh, some of this flavor profile that's, you know, kind of striking me. Usually when I think of a Belgian quad, it's that kind of aged raisin, you know, kind of feeling. And you're still having a lot of wood and there's a lot of caramel sugars coming over this. This is a bit thin, you know, uh, on that front. Um, that fig, uh, you know, wood thing is is not as pronounced in this. You are seeing some of the caramel sweetness that's coming through in this, but even that is still, you know, kind of light for me. Um, this tastes like a beer that is between now and where it's going to wind up in development. And so, you know, I, I th- they're like... <laughs> three or four recipes from really kind of bringing this around. So I don't know. Um, it does have a bit of a bitter finish, which is a bit strange. Sorry. I need to take one more swig here before I give this my suds rating. I'm going to give this a suds of three, but I still wonder about the whole thing. If you were to walk up to the counter, you know, what, what kind of warranty job would you get at the same time? You know, if you Got like a bad beer, you know? Do you think? Oh, thirty days, thirty day yeah, warranty yeah, on yeah, the beer. Yeah, you can't go too long. Of course, the crankshaft you're screwed the moment you walk out the door. Oh yeah, right. drops absolutely. Half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you pay ten bucks for the beer, it's only worth five yeah. once you get out the door. So. Probably have a big sign in the back that says it's not our fault. You're a moron and don't know how to order effectively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most most auto parts stores have a sign like that. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite I think usually the guys that. are wearing it on a shirt. Okay, more discussions face. later after this brief break. Rolling clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads None too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're in the middle of discussing a road trip beer thing. Can we stop talking about this and discuss what's in front of Tim? I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't believe we couldn't. Do- anyway, we'll finish the domestic. Uh, we have an homage to domestic. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Finish that. <laughs> say, say la vie. Can we, can we fast forward quickly? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, <Wow>. Tim, <laughs> well, good avoid, Tim. What's your take on the domestic? Yeah, this beer is really interesting. In the sense, uh, there is a lot going on. I can see definitely what Mike's saying about it developing more over time. The first thing I notice when I have this is definitely the booziness up front. Uh, I I didn't know it was 10%, but that's not terribly surprising. I get hints of some, maybe not fig-like, but raisin or dark fruit character. You get a little barrel-age character as well. And some some dark grain as well as some coffee or toffee, something like that going on. Um, I don't know if they're similar flavors, but they're similar words, so I feel like you can get both in one. Um, but overall, I, I thought it was a really good beer, though, and I gave the Suds rating of four. If you had to pair this with a car part that you would order, what would it be? Oh, man, probably the alternator. <laughs> <laughs> trouble with the horn? What? A little trouble with your horn? Yeah. <laughs> Good old boy, Kendall, what did you think about this beer? first word I wrote down was alcohol. Mm. Uh, that's what I picked up immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I tasted it, and I, and I didn't know what it was. I was thinking, is this a like a 
dark, uh, big Saison because I just didn't get what I expected out of a barrel aged quad. I, yeah. It's thin. It's um, maybe it just needs some more time, but I don't know if that time is going to help the thinness. But uh, I, the alcohol, um, uh, it's not really a lot of heat, but it almost is, adds a, a stringency. Um, I think Mike said bitter. It kind of like dried out my mouth and just didn't have a great finish on it. This this is one that uh, I I wanted more from it, and and maybe it will age a little better. But for me right now, it's just a two. Hmm. Wow. Um, I remember having this at the tap room and really enjoying it. And then when I saw that we had bought that they had bottles, I was like, Hey, yeah, let's bring one home. I, I like it. It's a little thin, um, for the style, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm getting, um, toffee notes. I, I'm getting some, some dark fruits, not a lot. I mean that you would expect from a Belgian quad, but I am like, like Tim said, I am getting like a raisiny aspect of it. If not, you know, going into the deeper fruits, um, I like the barrel on this one a lot. I could really taste it. And well, you know me, I like barrels. Um, I gave this a four. She does like barrels, by the way. She does. Yeah. Mm. I've seen it. What car part would you pair this with? Spark plug. Spark plug. <laughs> I can see that. She answered that really quickly. I know. <laughs> Confident. Well, she had a little well. bit of time to think. She was thinking about Tim, it. Tim, I caught off the fly. I, I didn't even get to ask Kendall. So mm -hmm. anyway. <laughs> uh, good old boy, Mike. What beer did you sort of bring to the table today? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk about a beer that uh, uh, we picked up in Gainesville at uh, Swamphead Brewing. It is called Saison du Swamp, and uh, this is ABV of 7.6%. It, uh, it is a Pilsner. Uh, I would call it Pilsner Swamp Water. Uh, actually, Juliana has all of the full description of all everything that's in this. you have that so handy? I do. Um... Anyway, mm, while she's looking no, at no, it. No, 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 I do. Um, the malt that they use in this is Pilsner, Vienna, flaked wheat, flaked oats, and flaked rye. Mm. So uh, this is very difficult for me to talk about <laughs> I love a this. brewery in Gainesville. I am so a diehard Vols fan, and for me not to this feels so take good. this moment to, you know, channel the inner Gainesville people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So a lot of people don't know that in the middle of Florida, this is like full brown. I mean, you got a lot really get into it, you know. And people from Ocala are a little slow when they talk. It's like know. they dropped Alabama in the middle of Florida. Yeah, a little. That's a that's a compliment. Band, to Alabama. Once again. <laughs> <laughs> so when I talk about this beer from Gainesville, I think you got to channel people and how they're speaking in that part of the country, you know, so. But this is from a Tennessee fan? I mean, doesn't Knoxville get that same rap? No, we we just talk different. We know which words to use. And then somehow so. Tim was never invited back. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me unplug the microphone here. So. Hey, what, right. happened, what happened to Tim? He left with his beer. Uh, he would leave the beer here, actually. Producer's prerogative. <laughs> just cut Tim out. All right. So, um, well, uh, this, is, uh, this is a really good brewery uh, in Gainesville. And... We actually got to know this brewery on our trip to the uh, Brewer uh, Beer Bloggers Conference uh, last year in Tampa. We talked of, about a lot of beers on that trip, a few from Jacksonville, a few from Gainesville, a lot from Tampa and St. Pete. And I think we talked about one beer from uh, here from Swamphead, right? We've talked about 10-10-10 before. Um, we actually we had it at GABF the first time, but we've tried it since then, too. Yeah, yeah. and I think we discussed uh, tropical disturbance from them as well yeah and there's smoke porter i forget what it's called but it, yeah they're all really good so uh the thing is is i think this is fits the genre of the audience in gainesville very well it is uh it is a very malt forward beer um it you know is very quaffable it has you know really soft you know bitterness around it it's a bit creamy um 
you know, I would say that it's a good, it goes head to head with a lot of macro beer. Um, this is one of those things you come in and go, I have a pitcher swamp and, uh, they know exactly what you want. So, um, you know, I think it's a picture uh, of swamp. Yeah. Not a, not, I think that's actually one of their beers, mm-hmm. but this color might be a little nicer. Yeah. <laughs> it does have a bit of a sweet finish to it. I think that's probably my only uh, critique about it in terms of maybe something that is a little off. I probably tend to, I like Saisons that tend to finish out neutral or a bit dry. Mm. So a bit of a sweet finish off this is maybe not my jam, but my suds rating for the Saison du Swamp is going to be a three. Cool. Go to bite, Tim. What did you think of this? Don't have to pair this with car parts. (laughs) I was worried for a second. Just with the inbreds intellectually mistaked. Well, I've, I've spent a little time in Gainesville as well, mostly around the university visiting some friends, but I grew up on the other side as a, a Florida State fan, so I've since, since kind of lost that allegiance. Oh, wow. but so you can talk about them in a disparaging manner with, yeah, it's with still, prejudice. It I puts like a that. bad flavor in your mouth. <laughs> um, I remember my younger brother had the, the wallpaper, and I probably didn't like the Gators just out of spite, out of... Uh, hatred for your younger brother as those things go sure so immediately you know this would put a bad flavor in my mouth but i i liked the beer a lot it does t- i've been to the swamp as it's known the where the gators play football and you could slam some of this beer on on a hot day down there because it gets pretty freaking hot so the i think mike kind of echoed what i was thinking i mean immediately i smell a lot of pilsner malt and just kind of light malt body and it's, it's it's taking the Saison and not doing anything too crazy with it. Um, you would think in Florida they would maybe ferment it at a high temperature and get some some different uh, wild, funkier flavors going on there, but it seems a little more subdued. And you get some some esters or some normal Saison flavor, but nothing too crazy. Um, but it was good. And again, I wouldn't mind drinking a pitcher of Swamp, so I gave it a suds rating of three. Old pitcher Swamp. <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow. Let me go ahead and hit Bam. this again, Once again. because <laughs> it goes without saying, but now we can't go to Florida, everybody. So mm. uh, I have a story at the end of, uh, after you guys go through. <laughs> Good old boy, Kendall. What did you think of this? Beer? Similar comments to what uh, the others have said. Get a real crackery sweetness off of this one from the malt. And it's, uh, it's definitely a Saison that is malt forward. And that's okay. There's a little bit of bitterness on that finish, but I, I wasn't getting the big peppery uh, flavors I, I like out of my saisons or that dry finish. But it's a good beer overall. That's why I'm giving it a three. Me, I liked it. Um, I liked the creaminess of it, and it was a little sweet. Um, but I thought it was a decent saison, especially for coming from that part of Florida. You know, I gave it. A four. I like how she was trying to get into it. I'm going to give it a four. (laughs) Wow. So uh, I feel that... uh, (laughs) We're out of Florida. We can talk normal now, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think this beer is pretty good. I, I do think it finishes a little sweet. Uh, for the style, but uh, I don't find it very off-putting. Um, I I kind of like the, it's almost like a honey sweetness to me. Uh, so I gave this beer a four. Uh, Mike, please tell us your funny story. Oh, well, I had a quick one. So my uh, uncle went to uh, veterinary school at uh, University of Florida. And what's funny is his son actually finished his undergraduate at <laughs> at Florida State, which was strange because my cousin was probably in the top 10 academically in the entire state and couldn't even get into the university of Florida, even though his dad was alumni didn't play football crazy anyway. So, uh, uh, today happens to be, uh, uh, my wedding anniversary. I've been married 28 years to the same gorgeous woman. So he apparently has a serious lack of judgment. Yeah, I would say, yeah, uh, go, go drink beer with everybody, babe. That's mighty fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um actually uh one of the uh one of the dates we had was to go up and visit with my uncle 
And uh, my aunt, I don't know if they were married at the time or not. I don't believe they were. I think they, I think they were still dating. And uh, we decided to go up to Gainesville to see a concert. And uh, what happened is Tom Petty, maybe. I'll tell you who it is, <laughs> okay. and you'll you'll be floored when I tell you who it is in a second. So we're driving up there, and on, on my uncle and aunt, they actually they promised one of the other tickets to one of the other friends, and so the nice. two of us couldn't go to the concert. We drove all the way to Gainesville to go oh, to this concert, that's but romantic. only one of us could go to this concert, <laughs> and it was for you too. <laughs> at the swamp wow and yeah i know and it was like one of the first it was i think it was uh i think it was the joshua tree you know tour um and uh, i guess that's rattle and hum and uh so i ended up letting uh my uh girlfriend my wife now actually go to the concert well played sir thank you yeah so she went and met up with one of the other couple Oh, well, she went with my aunt and my uncle, and then and they, they went as well. Yeah, so yeah. And this was the first time meeting your aunt and uncle. No, no. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, no, it wasn't the first time we all met. He, of course, he had met his aunt and uncle before. I ended up staying. <laughs> I ended up staying home with their dogs, and, and you know, and watching some really crappy movies. So, anyway. did you have beer? No, I did not have beer. But if I had <laughs> a beer, like the swamp, <laughs> I'd probably been okay. So, okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Good. Oh, we're gonna get long-winded. Yes, yes, yes. Damn, now we're gonna get things okay. up. Well, I can't believe I took any of this thunder. Wow. Well, good old boy, Tim. My glass is not full enough. Without, I just want to say I, that in <laughs> advance. No one's glass is full. <laughs> not for this stuff. There's um, more. Please, let's introduce <sighs> your road beer. All right, listen, people. This is <laughs> this is the good. You this need, is where it gets real. It get you. You know, so you need to settle down. Need to listen very close to Tim. That's all I got to say. You should have fast forwarded through all that all other crap. crap that I was saying. Right. We still have the editing room yeah. to go through. Right. So yes. there's still hope. Well, I brought a beer from Scratch Brewing, or Scratch. <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> Brewing Company. I look at it now, and it says Scratch Beer. So I thought, well, maybe it's Scratch. As our beer. sound editor is going, please stop. Don't drink it. <laughs> And so this is a beer from Ava, Illinois, Southern Illinois, and it's the well, it's the second most recent beer trip that I've done, but probably the most rewarding. So about two months ago, uh, myself and three other good old boys took a road trip up to Illinois. Trouble with the horn. What? With the sole idea of going to this brewery that I've been wanting to go to for a long time. So if you're not familiar with Scratch, they've been around for a couple years now they're in a very rural part of illinois and they've made probably the most noise at gabf they've done some things like one year they brought a beer that was only made with not only trees but all the beers had trees in them yeah that was good hickory and, and uh, oak and uh yeah and they do they did another one where it was all mushroom beers which yeah. is kind of yeah, the chanterelle. Ooh. Sounds off-putting, but no, surprisingly yeah. not. DMV. That one that kind of makes you trip when you drink it, and you get all weird and see odd colors. That's and- a that's a whole different. Yeah, that was a homebrew. Oh yeah. wait, that's something I yeah, something I found out in the yard. I- <laughs> Why not try it? Yeah. So, scratch the the problem. You know, it almost sounds gimmicky. Like, oh, they made these beers with trees, and they made these beers with mushrooms. But the reality is, it's not like that at all. They they get most of the things off their property. They forage. You go there, and it's the real deal. There's you know no big ego there or anything like that. No one wears clothes. <laughs> it's it's optional. Yeah, I mean, again, it's maybe not Gainesville, Florida, but it's it's you rural have to be Illinois. Very careful when you're brewing without pants on. From what I hear, the mash that, is fine. Uh, the boils it foams it gets, over on you. You're kind of done. <laughs> So today I <laughs> a clothing optional beer. I just never thought we'd have we'd cover that. Think that sounds the, like a show unto itself. Think of the microbes you'd gather there. <laughs> oh yeah, it's taking the beard beer to a whole nother level. Man. Oh man, that <laughs> nasty. Ooh. All right. So tell us about this beer. Too. So this delicious beer that I brought while <laughs> brewed with pants was it is a um, sumac beer. And so the description is that it's a beer brewed without hops, which is actually common for them. 
So it's bittered and flavored with staghorn sumac. Wow. Yellow sweet, sweet clover. That's what I couldn't pick up. And it's rested on toasted oak heartwood. You thought it was a different kind of clover, didn't you? <laughs> right. That's yeah, I was weird. going with the white sweet clover, but it's yellow sweet clover for Man. those clover enthusiasts. I think that's one of those beers you hand to somebody and go, I'll give you a thousand bucks and you can tell me what's in that. Yeah, the problem is I don't know what any of those flavors taste know, like, yeah. actually. I don't even know what heartwood so, is. What is heartwood? I wouldn't even know what sumac tastes so like. So this is kind of like a gruit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you could. And you so could it's it also that. fermented sure. out with their mixed culture. So it's, it yeah. is a sour beer, which is pretty it's common for them as well. amazing. Best BS answer I've ever heard out of Dave. <laughs> Today. Yeah. yeah. I think I, this tastes like a gruit. <laughs> So they had a had a hickory one by from them that also no hops used and, and it had a bitter flavor, but you know why can't you get bitterness? You can get bitterness out of tons of things. So it's like Mike like Dave. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's not well, hard to extract well played, either. Sir. Wait, let's let's play rock paper scissors. One, two, three. Oh well, they're equally <laughs> bitter. <laughs> they both did scissors. Dave has the hop shirt on, so we're yeah. gonna give the title to him for today. Yes. Man, but, right. so we have, I have another trip to scratch planned soon. I'll have to bring back some other beer, and we were talking about it. The idea now is to go and just camp there. I don't know if you can camp on their property, but they might turn you into a beer. So, so I, I talked to Caperton about this briefly, and the thing is, is that my idea of camping is to pull up with a one point three million dollar RV. <laughs> that's my well, idea. Of that's what we needed now. for the show today. Where was that at? <laughs> right. What the well service laugh? That's all I got to say. You know. So sure, I'm in if I can bring the RV. Okay. If you bring the RV, yeah, sure, you can come. Uh, yeah. I don't think it'll be there though without your. Like, do I get assistance. a T-shirt? I got the sumac beer. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm getting them printed up now. The poison sumac. What's your? Uh, I mean, rating? My rating for this beer is a five. Wow. Yeah. Man, yeah. That's a long one. How many trees do you think they have around the place that they actually? There are. I can confirm there are many trees that's around. Right. You know, they have goats. They have goats there as well. Never right. been to a brewery. We'll, we'll with be goats. back with Good Boy Kendall and his take on this in when just a minute. Beer coming out. Destination. But baby, the whole elation Riding down this lover's avenue As slow as a willow blows Or as fast as the whirlwind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Welcome back, everyone. We are in the midst of a road trip uh, show and tell. Oh, God. The dog went on the picnic basket. <laughs> um, up next is good old boy Kendall to talk about his um, his take on Tim's beer. Sumac from Scratch Brewing. It's yes. a beautiful beer. Uh, the aromas I got were just bright, almost like a citrus acidity, even though there's no citrus in it. And the flavors, I don't know what sumac or clover or any of that's going to taste like. But I, I picked up like hints of cherry and raspberry, just some mm -hmm. beautiful tartness in there. And um, it's amazing how these other botanicals and the, the wild yeast strain can make some of those flavors that I'm getting out of this. But a beautiful beer. Uh, at first, I thought it was a four. After it warmed up, it got even better. This is a five. Yeah, my sentiments exactly. Um, this thing is really extraordinary, and it's extraordinary for what it doesn't have in it, that it's still so flavorful and so yummy, if that makes any sense. Without having hops in a beer and, and using woods and indigenous items to that part of Illinois, I, I am so intrigued. 
we really need to go to this place. Um, because there's like, room in the RV. Okay, good. Yeah, I need to. I need to go. Seriously, next trip, I'm there with you. No, because this is. I, I mean, this is the kind of beer that I want to brew. This is like outside the box. This is this is on a different planet, but yet it is so flavorful and so. It's so delicious. I I can't have enough. Okay, it's a five. Mm. <laughs> five for me. <laughs> <laughs> and quickly, they quick one other plug is they did this other beer with Jester King that never touched stainless steel. They what? boiled it. I don't know if it was in a wood vat. And they boiled it by heating up Missouri granite, like tons of it. Nice. And then threw it in the liquid to get the liquid hot enough. Yeah, Stein beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what a Stein beer is? Yeah, exactly. Like some people use it with rocks. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, that's so cool. So did that too. Mike, what do you think? Okay, Mike. I think that I need to arrange to borrow the tour bus, which has multiple beds to take us all back to Scratch Brewing. Do it. Um, You know, this may go down as... uh, uh, first off, this beer, uh, it reminds me of a, a brown sour. In fact, I was thinking of an Alvini brown sour that this has very similar taste profile. But um, this is more complex uh, than probably a typical uh, brown sour to me. There, There's just these nuances of aroma that, you know, really are quite intriguing. And um, I like the fact that I actually can't decompose this um, and just enjoy it for what it is in the class. So... My suds rating for the sumac from Scratch Brewing is a five all the way. So this brewery may go down as probably one of our favorite uh, for this year. And you may just wind up just going, well, everything is going to be a five from them. Because everything that I've had from Scratch has just been amazing. Until they prove otherwise, everything's a five. Yeah, Yeah. really uh, amazing brewery. If you get the chance to go there, even to camp, <laughs> um, it's in southern Indiana, right? Illinois. 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 I'm sorry. I knew I would get yeah. those. Uh, Watch out for the goats. Backwards. Okay. Good old boy, Kendall. What beer would you like to talk about? Okay. I'm, I've got a beer here. Now, I, I would classify all the other beers we've done kind of from the Belgian influence, you know, a Saison, a Quad, all of that. So I have a, uh, what I think is a French beer here because it's called Napoleon Complex. We. Oui. <laughs> Sorry, terrible joke. Uh, I was in <laughs> I was in Asheville several times uh, last month, actually, and um, I was able to stop and pick up a case of Wicked Weeds Napoleon Complex, nice. which is a hoppy pale ale. Uh, you know, whether you draw the line between a session IPA and a hoppy pale ale, I don't know where that line is because you could call this beer either. But its description, it's a, it's a big a little beer with a big punch, hence the Napoleon Complex. It's I think this is a beautiful <laughs> beer. I've been drinking a lot of it. You know, like a 3.8% or something? Um, it's a little over four, but there it's pretty go. small. But Dude, huge, perfect. Yeah, but just huge uh, aromas of orange, grapefruit, a little bit of pine, some mango. Um, it, it tastes like it's done with maybe a light Pilsner malt, uh, the malt is it's there but it doesn't get in the way but there's there's not a lot of bitterness the bitterness is just it's a very soft bitterness all very well balanced and just these huge tropical and citrus flavors coming off this beer i think it's it's probably one of the most balanced flavorful hoppy pale ales or session ipas or whatever you want to call it that i've had i think it's a great example of what you can do with a low abv very light easy drinking beer with tons of flavor and this is a this is a five for me um this beer really lived up to his name i mean i still can't believe the low abv on this because it really doesn't taste like that at all um and the creaminess the hoppiness on this this is a a good summer beer i mean seriously this is more this is like amazing lawnmower beer type of scenario here. I really, really like this. Thanks for bringing it. And um, I gave it a four. Good old boy, Dave. Um, it's really good. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's not a lot to say about it that you guys haven't already said. Uh, very hop forward, but uh, but light in, in the 
the the malt is just enough to carry the hops along for you and it's very kind of refreshing and has a nice uh smooth finish for me i give it a four go to play mike well uh the first thing that this uh struck me um and i I thought you said this, Kendall. So if you did, uh, it was worth repeating. It tastes like a hoppy pilsner because it has, it it tastes like a lot of pilsner malt, yep. uh, at least for me. And uh, but the hop profile reminds me of the what they have in Pernicious. Um, it almost tastes like that exact same hop blend. I, and we don't have them side by side here, but at least just from you know broad recollection that I have around uh, what was in Pernicious. It, I think you're close. Yeah. 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 Right on. Um, so, you know, I like the fact that they uh, have brought a lot of flavor, flavor to something that doesn't pack, you know, uh, tremendous ABV. This is a, a great candidate, you know, for a great lawnmower beer. I would definitely say if you like Pilsner Malt and you're looking for something just with a bit more punch to it, this is it all the way. Yeah. Now, I'm going to give the Napoleon Complex a three. Go to boy, Tim. What do you think of this beer? Echoing a lot of the statements earlier, I think Wicked Weed did well in taking something they do well, which is an IPA or double IPA, and pairing it down to the session level. And you, you, especially with that Pilsner or whatever the light malt flavor is, you you just get hops and more hops. And it's something also you could drink all day and still remember most of the day. So it's a great beer. It's a great session ale, and I would crush a lot of these. I gave it a four. Cool. Um, the beer that I brought is Rubus Viola from Wicked Weed. Now, I didn't know that good old boy Kendall was bringing anything from Wicked Weed, so there's my disclaimer. I think you two conspired. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it's a Wicked Weed revolution. Kidding. So the thing that I really um, <laughs> as he's Shut banging up. his head. Jeez. I've never seen you headbutt the microphone before. It's funny. <laughs> I had a lot to say. <laughs> I guess so. So um, recently yes. in Asheville, I wanted to uh, try to find this beer because I had heard of its release. Thank you, social media. And um, was really intrigued by the fact that they were putting violets in a beer. Um, violence in a beer? Violets. Because mm, usually you get violence from beer, but no. no violence in a beer. Okay, look, we're all passive here with our beer. We're passive. Happy I, I just headbutted a microphone. You're going to call me passive? Nothing yeah. passive about that. Okay, right. fine. So anyways, I was really intrigued by the idea of what violets in a beer would be like. And when I saw it, of course, I had to grab it. Um... So this is part of their Canvas series, which is kind of like their avant-garde kind of stuff in comparison. And so um, they used over one pound per gallon of boysenberries from Oregon, as well as violets. And then they used their house sal- their house sour culture with it. Um, it's a limited release, of course, as is a lot of things from Wicked Weed, but um, I thought it was worth bringing to the table. I really enjoyed it because it was really jammy in the boysenberry slash raspberry flavor, but I did get like this fragrant violet, you know, smell on top. I don't know that I necessarily tasted violets, although I don't know what a violet would taste All like. Of my favorite f- flavor profile. <laughs> Hey, look, I'm Mike, here for you. Mike eats a like lot of Like the jersey I'm wearing today. I'm here for you. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It kind of reminded me of a tea, like a jammy tea kind of thing. And um, I don't know. It just got my creative wheels working. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I gave it a four. I also like this beer. I, I thought it was very fruit forward. The berries really... Uh, came out. I'm a huge fan of Wicked Weed, and um, they're they're kind of like scratched me. I'm like I don't think I've had a beer from them that I didn't at least really like. You know, I may not love them all as much as I do some of the, some of them, but um, I think pretty much all I've had from them was really great beers. Uh, this one, the the sourness was just right. I thought the the fruit flavor complemented it well. Um, it's very well rounded, and I gave this a four. 
Go to my mic. What do you think of this? Yeah, so for the Wicked Weed, uh, Ruby, Rubus, Viola. Did I say that? No, incorrectly. you said Thank it terrible. You. Yeah, so. probably did. Um, <laughs> I think the th- one thing that's striking me is that for me to go all the way from the Saison du Swamp to this in the same flight is a real stretch. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, the one thing that strikes me about this is I think that the berry profile off this is very close to what they use for Red Angel, which is a berry bomb. Um, but they mainly use, uh, I believe, raspberries and Red Angel, where this is a lot sweeter. And I don't think this is the same sour culture for this at all, because they're the acidic quality that is in the, that Angel series. There's a base beer they use for all the Angel series uh that's not the same thing that's going on here um i thought this was very pleasing um you know i'm uh profess that i'm not huge you know berry uh, beer fan he loves raspberries <laughs> um but I, that doesn't mean i can't taste it and rate it hang on one second one more, one more sip here um i think it's the uh what this is not, which is, it's not over the tart, uh, not over the top. It's not, <laughs> it's not too tart. The sugars are in check. There's a lot of balance here within this beer. My sed's rating for this is going to be a four. Uh, nice. Mr. Tim. Well, back to back wicked weed beers in there. Obviously very different. I'm going to disagree with Mike here because I do think this is the same base sour flavor that we get from Ooh. other wicked weed beers. So one of us is wrong. Hmm. Or but, both. Yeah, the, it could be. <laughs> that, that would be more likely, actually. Dear Walt, I have the compromising photos. <laughs> <laughs> so we might never know the answer. Yeah, you won't. Or maybe he'll change the answer. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it's possible if you got more acidity or something that could also come from the fruit. Uh, it's boysenberries, which... I can only speak for myself, but I'm not really sure where that falls between a blackberry and a raspberry. I think and they're more um, berry. bitter. Boysenberries, I think, are bitter, more bitter than some of those other berries. So Okay. Well, you get a lot of the same sort of berry flavors, obviously, and it just has that, I don't know, I, I just call it the wicked weed flavor because <laughs> it just comes through all the sour beers. No, it does, in a though, good doesn't way. it? Yeah. Right. Exactly. I think it's a good thing. And it gives a lot of... Um, a lot of consistency to their product, I think. And also, I think Wicked Weed, they can be complex beers, and, and they're very tasty. I'm a big fan. But they're also pretty good uh, intro sours in that they're not they're not sweet, and they're not the cheap, easy sours either. But they they don't, I don't know, they don't stress your palate too, too much, in my opinion, especially with all the fruit they put in. They put in so much fruit in different beers like this one that if you like fruit, you're probably going to like it. So... Overall, I couldn't get any violets out of this, which is, I don't really know what I was looking for. It was tough. But <laughs> it may be all violets for all we know. I We're think like, that's oh what I tasted. God, this all thing's violet. just yeah, brimming with like violets. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been better than, I didn't taste any violets either, but <laughs> the day is young. So overall, I gave it a suds rating of four. Good boy, Kendall. What did you think of this beer? Yeah, I think what good old boy Tim had to say is is true. It tastes like a wicked weed beer for sure. There's a they're starting to develop that signature character. Um, not not a ton of tartness in this one. It's it's very faint to me. And like the others, I don't know what a boysenberry is, but us kind of getting a cross between a raspberry and a blackberry. Um, very clean, nice drinking beer. I enjoyed it very much. Um, I, I see what you say when you say jammy tea. Um, I, I get that a little bit. Also, Jamie T is one of my favorite rappers. So, oh, dude, nice, I was nice, thinking nice, that, man. Well nice done. shout out well to Jamie played. T. <laughs> the new mixtape's pretty solid. So, uh, yeah, the very, uh, very nice beer from Wicked Weed. It's a four. Jamie T. Well, in the house. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in closing, kind of. I think uh, we did pretty good with our road trip today. I think we've been to some interesting places. I'm glad I had to turn around and straighten this out, you know. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> that Mike got to spend some quality time in Gainesville hmm. seeing what real football looks like. Hey, uh, before we close out, we uh, forgot to... Uh, Shout out to Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to mention our uh, sponsor for this show. Uh, this show is sponsored by 
Carl's House of Tires. We go round and round to get you everything you don't need. Aww. Hi, Carl. Um, <laughs> we hope you enjoy this episode, and you can catch all of our episodes online, as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. And our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sip Sud Smoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Please, please, please take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, it takes less than 30 seconds, and it's a great big help to us. Hey, Kendall, why don't you tell us about your blog? My wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at BeerMix3.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, thank you, guys. Good old boy, Dave. Time to hit the road. Guess so. Good old boy, Mike. Are we almost there yet? This is good old boy, Mike, asking you to keep on sipping. Almost. Good old boy, Tim. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. Moose at the front should have told you. (laughs) Good old boy, Kendall. It's great to be here. Y'all have a good one. Always ding. Good beer. When when you guys go camping, who makes the fire? Oh, that's Caperton's job. Oh, that's Caperton's job? Yeah. Really? He likes the burn Does stuff. he do that before he drinks beer or after he drinks beer? He takes a brief respite in the middle. <laughs> well, this is good old gal Juliana. There's always room in the tent for you guys. Join us again on another episode and keep on chuckling. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>